What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. I'm Kyle Corbus. Uh, it's another great week. It's uh, hot as hell here in New Jersey. It's uh, as of recording right now. It's September sixth, and uh, I think it might be like one of the hotter weeks in state history. It's like ninety. I think it feels like ninety nine, which is like wet heat because it's like humid as hell. And it's September sixth. Last week was seventy five. I hate it. It's terrible. Besides the point. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a uh, I'm a fall weather guy if uh, if you haven't picked that up yet but uh, I get to welcome in a really cool guest uh, someone who I, is an incredible songwriter uh, I've been listening to her songs forever and she's really cool Marla Cannon Goodman Marla thank you for coming to hang out with me I appreciate oh, it I'm really excited to get to know you and uh, get to talk about your music a little bit how are you Yeah well it, I, I'm good and I'm in Tennessee and it's hot from uh, probably about April to about October way hotter than it is there I I bet you know it's funny because I. Uh, I always said like, you know, like I've been telling you, I've been doing this for a while. So people are always like, yeah, it's really hot. It's really hot. Even if it's like really hot here. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's about the same, but I was in Nashville two weeks ago and uh, it was probably a low of 92. And yeah, it, it was, was like, awesome. it was like a good high of like a one. It felt like one Oh two, I think one of these. And mm-hmm. like, it was, it was hot. And, and now granted, Granted, after talking to people, they were like, yeah, this week was like kind of kind of extra hot. Like, it's not always this hot, but it was hot. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, we would go walk around and I'd go walk three blocks. And my back would be sweating. Right. I'd run like a furnace. I'd be sweating. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, this is this is something else. This is something else. It was insane. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's Southern heat, man. I'm telling you, I was drinking so much water and I. But I was also trying to drink a lot of beer. So I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> a lot of dehydrated moments. A lot of dehydrated. Yeah, back and forth dehydration. That's how it goes. So so why don't we start with um well listen, like we're gonna get into all the songs you've written. You've written so many songs for, for so many people and, and and they're all just incredible. I got I gotta I gotta say, before I forget this, I gotta start. Uh you wrote Can't Take It With You, Frere Church on Sinners Like Me, uh, one of my favorite records of all time. Um I've been saying this for years and years and years, but one of the most incredible lines in any country song ever is never realized how much she brought to the table till I went to sit my cup of coffee where the table used to be. Love that line. It's it like hurts, right? Every time I listen yeah. to it, it hurts. Um, but I thought I had to get that out there before I forgot because that line's insane. And uh, I remember when I heard it for the first time and I was like, whoa, like, you know, that could really hurt someone's feelings. Like, that's 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 a line. That's a line right there. It's pretty fun because that's actually on his greatest hits live album, I yeah. think. Yeah. And it's never been a single, but he right. plays in a show. I mean, you know, he's played it live for years. So I uh, I saw him uh, a year or two ago, and he played it. He played yeah, it, which I was surprised about. Yeah, uh, it's an awesome song. Just an awesome song. But did you write? You wrote that with him, right? Yeah, me and Eric and Casey. Okay, so when you when you write with a guy like Eric, right, and we're going to talk about just your uh, footprint in country music in general, but when you write like with a guy uh, like Eric and and Casey for that matter too, like, do you guys like sit down? Because it's not like you're getting in there with kids, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you guys know what you're doing, right? So like, do you, do you do you get in there and you're like, yeah, we're like we're gonna write something that's obscure today, or are you like we're gonna like how's that how's that that whole process go? Like even with that. Uh- we, we like we just sit around and start kicking around ideas 
to start with. You know, I got this idea. I've been thinking about this, you know, and throwing it around until we land on something. Sometimes somebody's playing a melody that just, mm -hmm. it grabs you from the beginning. And so you run with that. And uh, I mean, it's just, there's different feels that walk into the room sure. every time you walk into the room. And uh, Eric was actually, when we started writing with Eric, um, he was just a new artist. And uh, so um, it's been really cool to watch him. It, it, for me, being a girl, it was hard on me because when they when he went on the road, Casey and him all got to go on the road with him. And me being a girl, that was hard because I, you know they didn't allow women on the bus, which I get completely. But mm -hmm. it was like I didn't get to go on the road. Sure. And uh, yeah. so that was tough because they they that our little circle of friends there moved on without me. And that I mean they're still downstairs right here where I'm right now. Yeah. All the guys are Eric's company's downstairs yeah. here at Carnival. That's awesome. um, but yeah, it's it's like that was hard. That was the first time that that had happened to me. That I, you know, one of my friends had gone on and I mean, because I, I mean, I came into the same group with Luke and Craig and you know all those. We all we all started writing together at the same time. Yeah. So, so yeah. Do you um? So that that's that's an interesting perspective, right? Because like, you know people always talk about how like you love, like, like you just said, like it was super cool to see your friends succeed. Right. But at the yeah. same time, you're like, you're like, I mean, in, in, in another aspect, like you're succeeding too. Right. Cause like yeah. you're writing with him and, 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 you know, that's part of you. That's also progressing, but it's like, yeah, like he's here and, and, and like, you know, what about me? Like how, how hard is that for you? Like, even as a writer, just like in the music space, like watching these people go and, maybe like that wasn't just that just wasn't your time right because like you said like you know women on the bus and and things of that nature but but did that discourage you at all or did that just oh no know, drive you more yeah it's just that's i mean it is what it is it's yes yeah. and, and i i mean this is a very much a male-driven business but i like dudes so it's of course a good place. yeah <laughs> that's I, I like, I told somebody that the other day, I went to see the Barbie movie and they were like, okay. what did you think about it? And I said, I didn't like the way they emasculated Ken because I like dudes. I like <laughs> girls, guys, both. I mean, I, I like to hang out with both people. Yeah. It's like, why can't everybody just hang out? Hey, listen, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, some of my, some of my best friends that are girls have more guy friends than they have girlfriends. Yeah. That's, and that's the truth. That's the truth. You know what I mean? My sister tells me, so my sister, she's not listening to this right now. My sister is 18 years old. She just moved to college. She's a freshman in college. And uh, she always talks about how much drama there is within girls, right? And yeah. she doesn't want any part of it. So a lot of her friends are guys. And like, yeah. you know, she has friends that are girls too, but a lot of her friends that are guys. And I was like, do you just like not want to put up with any shit? And she's like, no, I just don't. Like, it's just yeah, so much easier to be friends with guys. I'm still friends with the same girls I started playing ball with when I was 10. Yeah. We, we go on a trip together every year. We spend, you know, we go on, uh, do dinner nights and stuff. Yeah. We're all still friends. No drama. I yeah, mean, might have been some boyfriend drama in school because we went to yeah. a small school. And, you know, you had to swap at some point. Somebody yeah. had to date somebody else. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was, but they are still my very best friends. Yeah. And uh, so... We didn't have that kind of drama, but good Lord, there were some girls that went to school with my daughter that were bad. I bet. I'm, I'm thankful she's not, she's a, she's a sophomore at UT. Cool. And I'm, I'm like so thankful that she doesn't have those drama friends anymore. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think it's so funny. It's like, it, it's like, 
that happens a lot with girls and then guys just like go drink a case of beer and call it a day it's like they just yeah. it out that's what we do at least that's what me and my friends do right it's just like all right we're like whatever let's move on who's getting the next yeah. 30 let's go let's go meet at the house you know what i mean like that's just how it's it is it is that simple but yeah. that's uh you know that's it depends on the person like maybe we're different. <laughs> but i love it so so why don't we uh circle back and kind of kind of start from the beginning a little bit right uh, there's a lot of music history uh you know in your life and 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 also just in your career in general and how, how you've uh, built yourself up but but how did you kind of well i know how you guys started but for the person who doesn't right how, how did you kind of get started in this industry and 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 keep your love for it and um you know continue it on through your songwriting career as it is today um well i wrote poems for I actually used to when going back to my friends, <clears throat> they would break up with their boyfriend, and I had the same boyfriend for a very long time. I started dating him at fifteen, and and we we had some breakups here and there, but for the most part, when I was twenty two, was the final breakup, yeah. and it went on that long. Wow, and, uh, it's pretty long. So yeah, <laughs> and uh, to this day, we are still friends. His wife, I absolutely adore her. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, when I met my husband, I said, I have baggage. He said, what kind? I said, I'm friends with my ex. And he goes, what kind of friends? I said, the kind that I'll always be friends with him. And I'm glad I'm not married to him. And he goes, okay. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's just plain yeah. simple. All right. Yeah, um, but but I, we would write poems. I would write poems about him. But my friends would break up with their boyfriends. I'd write poems for them to give to their boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> so then they would make fun of me. The, the English teacher started publishing them in the newspaper at school. And then they would come up making fun of the poems that I would write. And one of the poems she published in the newspaper was actually a friend of ours. We were all sitting around one night. They were having a guitar pull. And he said, Marla, why don't you do anything in the music business? And my sister, Melanie, who's a singer, she said, she writes poems. And he goes, oh, I'd love to read them. And so I sent him home with a couple of them. And he calls me up and goes, hey, Maples, listen to this. He called me Maples because Donald Trump was actually married to Marla Maples at the time. <laughs> And so he could say maples. And uh, um, so he sang me one of my songs and I thought, huh, I might could do that. So I asked a friend of mine, Charlie Steffel, if he would sit down in a room and let me try to write a song, like actually sit there with the guitar and try to write a song with him. And uh, he said, absolutely. So the first time I sat down and wrote a song, it was with my friend, Charlie Steffel. And the second time I sat in a room and wrote a song was with my friend, Gene Ellsworth. And the first time I actually sat down and wrote a song with the two of them, we wrote The Fool together. And uh, yeah, and so it, it was, um, I, we had written that song and it was pretty new still. And um, I got a call out of the blue one day from Lana Wood at the time. She's Lana Thrasher now, married to Neil Thrasher. Yeah. And I got a call from Lana, she was running Major Bob Music. And she called me and asked me, she said, what are you doing right now? And I said, working? She goes, doing what? And I said, as a nurse? And she said, are you doing anything in music? And I said, well, I've been writing some songs. She said, I want to hear everything you've got. She said, I had a dream last night. We were standing on stage at ASCAP. Wow. And I went in with my songs, The Fool being one of them. And when I signed my deal with Major Bob, The Fool was on my schedule. And uh, Wow. Yeah. And it got, it got cut and we ended up on stage at ASCAP. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I have chills. I actually yeah. think the, the the hair on my arm standing up. Whoa. Yeah. Um, how old are you when that happened? I was, uh, I wrote it when I was 23 and we got everything. It got cut when I was in 96. I think she cut it cause it was out in 97. That's so I was 96 when it, when it got cut. Wow. 
Whoa. So you're telling me you're working as a nurse, right? Yes. With all this music background, right? Like for for people like Marley's father's buddy Ken, right? Like like he's done he's done everything, right? He, he's yeah. he's done a lot, right? He's he's a legend. And my sister at that time is singing on records. Right, exactly. I grew so, up with Vern Cosden sitting in my living room. Which is the I don't even want to, that's the that's the wildest thing in the world, right? Because I, I love her. That's where she learned to sing. Her and dad and Vern would sit there and sing. Oh, they'd swap God. many parts and he'd go, hey, Millie, try this. And Vern taught her how to sing harmony. That's insane. I love Vern. Vern, like, like there's, there's some, there's some artists out like, long story short, I did a backtrack in life, right? When I turned like 15 years old, I started listening to country music and I basically started backwards. I started with the modern stuff and then I went backwards and now I'm obsessed and I have a problem and it's ridiculous. But, but I, I love Vern and that's like the, that's the craziest thing in the world, right? It's like that he was so, send up Joe, man. I mean, come on. Yes, yeah, Daddy wrote come on, right. So, so just the fact that there's all this, uh, you know, music coming out of your family and like, you just didn't, I mean, not that 23 is late, but like, you know, you have all these people that say like 15 years old, I knew that that's all I want to do for the rest of my life. And you didn't, you didn't have that, which maybe is a good thing if we think about it, but also. Well, I, I started playing the clarinet when I was uh, in fifth grade mm -hmm. and I played clarinet all through school. And when I ended up, when I went to college, I went to Tennessee state university and it's an all black university. And I played in the band there. I, and they huh. have a high step and show band. It most fun ever. Cool. I mean, I was playing in a clarinet quartet in college. So huh. it, it's like, um, yeah, I just, I play clarinet all that time. It doesn't help me one bit when I'm, play, sure. you know, it, it, I can't write uh, on the clarinet. So it doesn't help me at all when I'm writing songs. But what's funny is one of the guys, I was at a uh, an event here in town and I see this guy that I recognize. And I'm like going, is he a football player or something? Why do I know this guy? And it ended up being a guy that was in the band. He's in the drum court, and he's one of the big guys at BMI now. Wow, really? Yeah, his name's Shannon Sanders. And I was like, and, and see, at first I couldn't figure out who he was or why I knew him. And when I saw him the next time, I walked up, and before I could say, hey, Shannon, he went, what up, White Cloud? He, That's I, awesome. He said, I knew who you were the minute I saw you. Wow. That's the coolest thing in the world. What the heck? That's awesome. Wow. That's see again, small world. It's like yeah. one of those things you just like run into people. Like that's why, that's why I love to say this about, about the music industry. Well, particularly for me, like obviously country music, but, but the, the industry uh, seems so large, but it's also so small, so small, right? Because like you will run across this person knows this person, this person knows this person. And somehow you all connect in one way or another. Yeah. Um, which is the wildest thing. And obviously it took me a long time to realize that, but even like being in Nashville, just like walking around, right? Like, like I was in Nashville and I bumped into this. So there's this, there's this guy who, um, he used to run social media and, and PR for, um, for an artist. Um, and he's now doing social media and PR uh, for someone else. And I bumped into him at the 1230 club, right? I haven't talked to him in two years. It's been like yeah. two years since the last time I talked to him and I've never met him in person. And I'm like, we walked in and I looked at him and I was like, I recognize this guy from somewhere. Where do I recognize him from? And it clicked. And then he walks up to me and goes, man, you look really familiar. And I was like, yeah, like I'm Kyle. And he was like, no shit. And it was like this, like, like this, like light bulb went off. And yeah. I was like in this big city and of all these people, I walk into this one place and this one guy is here 
that yeah. like I met two years ago on a whim. It's like, I don't know. It's life is crazy. The world is so small. And you just have no idea. Right. I, I started writing with this kid. Um, Ryman is his name. And uh, he's uh, not in the least bit country. Okay. Uh, but he, uh, when I first saw him, he was five years old in kindergarten wow. and he went, was in kindergarten with my daughter, one of her best friends. His parents became some of our best friends. And um, in their, their kindergarten play, their kindergarten graduation play, he got up in front of the microphone and my kids had a solo too. All these kids had little solo parts, but Ryman was the very first singer. And he stood in front of that microphone and sang, I'm sailing away and hit every note. And I was sitting there going, holy crap, he was five. Yeah. And so um, he always was singing everything. But when he was 14, he decided to start playing the piano and just sat down one day and taught himself to play the piano. And, you know, his dad is a guitar player. You know, his dad's a songwriter, guitar player, but his dad's a minister. So what he does for a job is minister and he would write songs. Right. And um, Ryman just, he sent me something one day that he had written and um I was like, I sent him back immediately. I latched on to what he was doing and I sent him back. I said, hey, what if we move this here and we do this? And the first time I wrote with him, it was back and forth text messaging. And we wrote our first song together like that. Wow. And he was 14. Wow. And um, so we have since, we started writing with uh, Sam Bergeson, Allison Krause's son. Mm -hmm. And um, Sam ended up producing Ryman's first project. Wow. Oh yeah, oh, it was so fun. And you know, it's, it's like, I'm writing with my friend's kids and it was sure. so, yeah, I love it. Absolutely love writing with them. So that, that goes into like, that's interesting. Cause like for you as, as a writer, right? Like, you know, you, you wrote your first big song at 23, like music evolves over time. Obviously we know that. Right. So for you, it must be like really cool to be able to write with the young guys, right? Like write with the people that are first starting because it gives you two perspectives. One, just like a more modern perspective in terms of where music is, but also it kind of uh, takes you back to like that, that itch you had when you were 23. Right. Or like, you Absolutely. know, right. Like that's gotta be cool too. Yes. Because they are ate up with that. Like right now, oh, no joke. I write with a kid named Ava page. She just turned 19. I know Ava. Love Ava. I, I, I would write with her any day. I would put her against anybody I've written with along the way. She's cool. She is. She's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I write with Peyton Smith. Wow, another kid. Yeah, he's cool too. Jeez. I started writing. That was his first co-write. Really? I was his first co-write. I was uh, my friend Ryman's first co-write. Um, you, you should look Ryman up if you like pop at all, because sure. he's like an '80s hip hoppy. I love that. Different, cool. Yeah, yeah. Goes by Ryman. He's a six foot tall redhead. Awesome. That's uh, great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He dresses oh. like an old man. I mean. Even better. Oh my God. He's just whoever he is. And he could care less. I absolutely oh, adore him. Good for him. His mother says, I love that you get him. I was like, I absolutely love who he is. I just yeah. love him. I, love uh, I write with Tucker Bethard. I started writing with Tucker when he was 19. And I've known Tucker since he was five. Yeah. He's insane. And uh, um, so that's Ryman, Tucker. Oh, and my, my, one of my best friends, my very best friend since I was a kid. And her sister is one of my other best friends since I was a kid. Her uh, Jana's daughter Scout started okay. singing, and so yeah. I I started writing with her. And actually, Danny cool. Richardson, who's a played fiddle for Patty Loveless and Holly Dunn, yeah. she's in Sister Sadie. Uh, okay. Blue yeah, 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 yeah. She uh she and I just produced some stuff on Scout, and she just Very put cool. out 
a single the two weekends ago. So you're that I think that's the coolest thing, right? Because like, like, I mean, these are these are kids. I mean, like, I'm I'm young, right? Like, I'm 25, but like, you know, like Ava's 19. Like, these are like these are these are kids that haven't even like gone through all this stuff but like there's so much talent right like there's so I, and i really believe that is like i think that as as a, as a blessing and a curse of social media is like there's just so much talent out there that we can now find so easily that maybe you know 15 years ago you just couldn't because you didn't know how to get there and find it right like right. it's like it's like it's like one of those things where it's just it's it's a blessing and a curse because you got to use it the right way but it's also it's also very beneficial well, but that probably should never be heard <laughs> <laughs> right right but the, but but there's so such a cool aspect to that right it's like because you're writing with all these people that have such drive and like one to be able to pick your brain and write with you that for them that's a that's a blessing on one side of it but to be able to take everything that you've done and then the, the perspective the the world from their perspective and put that together it's magic yeah. absolute magic and it's for me it's so fun i mean and what's what's funny is like Peyton Smith. Yeah. Got married. Yeah. Isn't he like uh, he's like 22, right? 22. He married Hannah, who's also 22. But Hannah is Ryman's sister. I oh actually Hannah. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. So you've known Hannah longer than you've known Peyton. Peyton. Wow. He see, I'm telling see, you. My kids were in a, a program at school and he came to see them. Uh because he had met my kids at the beach. So they were in town and they came to the, the Christmas program. They'd become friends with my my kids. And um, Hannah was there watching her brother Ryman in the same program. So, and she met Peyton that night. Wow. That's crazy. See, yeah. I don't, this all goes back to small world, man. I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty nuts. That's pretty nuts. But it's really cool that you're able to link all those things together. And, and just like, and it goes back to like something I always say, like, you never know who you're going to meet. And like treat everyone the way you want to be treated because you never know who you're going to meet, right? Like it's right. like you might meet your next best friend and that next best friend might be 20 years younger than you. But like, it's pretty cool that like you get to just like bump into all these random people and, and, and figure out ways to connect. And also, I think it's just the power of, you know, the the area and, and the greater area of Nashville, Tennessee that it is, is that like a lot of people want to write songs and a lot of people want right. to sing songs. And and um a lot of people just have a passion for music and, and that's really cool too. So um, I think that that's incredible. It's awesome. Yeah, we, I got, when I first started writing songs, I called up Dean one day and I said, and, and I grew up with him half the time passed out on our couch. Okay. So, you know, I mean, him and my dad have been friends ever since I can remember. And uh, so I called him up and I was like, how would you feel about writing with an amateur? And he goes, who? And mm -hmm. I said, me, any, any day. Wow. And uh, my first cut was on Sammy Kershaw and it was a song I wrote with Dean and dad. Yeah. And uh, what, what song is that? It's called same place. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. I was just making sure. Yeah. I, well, I, Kenny's cut it too. It's on, it's in the camp for Kenny. It's yeah. almost two times. He's pulled it out and almost put it on a greatest hits record. I was like, maybe one of these times it's going to come out on Kenny. What are your thoughts on greatest hits records? That's actually a good, that's a good, that's a good conversation because um, I love greatest hits records because it gets, everything you want right like like if you're new to an artist and they have a greatest hits record out like you get all of the hammers on one spot right yeah. and you can listen all the way through but like what are your thoughts of them overall as like because it gives longevity to the song at the end of the day right, right. so that's that's probably that's why you like it right but um like from a artist producer side of things like 
is it the same feel or is it like, cause like people always say, and I don't agree with this, but people love to say like, it's like a easy way just to put out another project. Right. And like make more money off the songs you've already put out. I don't, I don't know if I believe that. Uh, well, I, I mean, it's great for the songwriters. I mean, right. it's a huge thing for the songwriters, especially, I mean, and it's like, um, you know, I've been on a couple of, of greatest hits with my song mm-hmm. that I, that were hits, but I've been on some greatest hits records with the new song. Sure. You know, they'll, sometimes they'll put out a couple of, of new songs. And um, I actually was on the Tracy Lawrence record that he just put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on, on the same one as all all those songs from Sticks and Stones. Yeah, it's crazy. I was on the third record and it was the only song he didn't, you know, that it, he hadn't recorded or didn't write itself. It was right. a song that I wrote with Connor Sweet and Cassidy Alexander. And uh, we, it's called Don't Drink Whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I love Tracy Lawrence. I, I mean, I seriously wore out Sticks and Stones when I was growing up. That was my go-to record. Paris, yeah, sure. Tennessee was jamming out of my speakers. Sure. And, uh, so that for me, that's a huge deal. And then the uh, Trace Atkins yeah. record that he just put, put out. I mm-hmm. actually have a song there that he uh, duetted with Melissa Etheridge. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. What's the name of that song? Why am I forgetting it? I just uh, listened to it. Yeah, it's the rain song. Um, Love oh. walks rain. Yes, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Listen, and, when you, uh, you listen to so much music, sometimes it's just like. Oh yeah, I have to think about it. It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> but that's, that's that's great though, right? Like that's it gives life to these, and that's why I also like. Um, I always talk about cover songs all the time, right? Is like, is like, you know. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, like I, I can't listen to this song because it's not the original, right? Like I love the original and that's all, that's all fine and dandy. Like that's all good. But sometimes if you reimagine a cover song and you put a cover song out the way you think it should be, right? And it blows yeah. up and it, and, it, and it does all these great things for the song. It gives life to the original and it gives right. life to the song, to people that covered it before you. And then it also just puts this whole new perspective on this. Well, it's song. like Bath Cars right now with this yeah. song. I mean, Tracy Chapman is getting a country award. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, she wrote that song by herself. Yeah. And that song's I, how many years old? Isn't that, that song's like 40 years old, right? Yeah. It's old. Right? It's like, yeah. it's been out for a long time. It's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. Crazy. Absolutely wild. And I mean, like, there's so many, like, you could use Tennessee whiskey, right? That's an example too. Like, obviously that's the age old uh, example, but, but there's, there's, there's so many songs that are like that. And it's like, if you, if you write them the, the right way and someone takes them another way, like it's, the longevity of a song is wonderful. And I think it's really cool. Somebody said that to me one day, they said, uh, I like the original better talking about Stapleton's version of mm-hmm. Tennessee whiskey. And, and I said, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? And he said, I like Jones's version better. And I said, well, that's not the original. Yeah. No. The original. I said, Dean, I heard the original. Sure. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I love the- I love how, like how casual you're just like Dean. And I'm like, <laughs> Dean, right? Like for me, I'm like, whoa. And you're just like, Dean, I love it. I love it. He's my favorite. I love yeah. him. I, I I mean, that's like, yeah, it's just it's, that's Dad told me yesterday. He said, he said, I talked to Dean for about two hours today. I said, Are you serious? He said, Yeah. <laughs> like, they're probably talking about anything else than what you think they're probably yeah, talking they're about. They're not talking about music. They're talking about whatever the hell they want to talk about. That's right. That's what I'm saying. I love it. Now, so so Obviously, your 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 dad has produced a ton as well. Um, she she don't know she's beautiful. What what a song! Yeah. Um, you know, like the dollar that that Jamie Johnson project 
incredible, right? Like there's, there's so many songs. Uh, there goes my life. One of the greatest songs ever written, but yeah. um, there's, there's so many songs, right? Like, have you, um, was that a side of things that like early on you like kind of wanted to check out or is it for, cause for me, that's incredibly intimidating and I can see why it's intimidating. Just that whole aspect of music and sometimes like, right. Like you're comfortable playing and you're comfortable singing and you're comfortable writing. And then it just kind of pushes you a little bit in terms of producing. Like, so was that something you ever wanted to get into or was that something? It's fun for me. I don't trust myself enough. You know, I know when I, when I hear stuff and I know what I think is good. And to be honest, I could tell you that my son and daughter both pick really good music, which is nice because I am a huge Billie Eilish fan. Nice. I'm a huge Harry Styles fan. And, and, but it's because their songs say something. And I love that, that their songs make my kids think. Yeah. So that makes me a fan of them. Sure. Um, and my dad is such a good song, dude. That's his and Kenny's longevity for me has been, I, if I was looking at their career together, I would say it's because both of them have this innate ability to pick really good songs. Sure. It's like, I don't love all of them. I mean, daddy, if he hears this podcast, he's going to go, which song don't you like? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm curious. We we can wait till we stop. I, I'm curious yeah. what you like. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I do. I I love them all. And if and if you ask me, if you said, well, what Kenny Chesney song is your favorite one? Yeah. My one that I would say is California. Wow. What I need to do in California are my two favorite Kenny Chesney songs. What was the other one? What I need to do. Oh, that's a good one too. Wow, nice. Uh, those are my two favorites, and uh, I have favorites from everybody and they're usually not mine <laughs> and they're not, you know, they're sometimes they're my friend's song, but I mean, there, there's so many good ones, but to me, when I'm listening, those are the two that grab me. It's like Garth Brooks. If you said, what's your favorite Garth Brooks song? It's going to be a new way to fly and uh, what she's doing now. Oh, I love what she's doing now. You got me on that one. I'm right next to you on that one. At the same time, Larry Bastian, who's one of my dad's best friends, is also, he calls himself my surrogate dad because we just connected (laughs) from the beginning, but he wrote Rodeo by himself. And uh, I I mean, it's like, I have been so fortunate in my life to be surrounded by the best songwriters there are. Yeah, that's, oh man. Like, like, I I, I think that like, so, so do you think because of that, because you've been surrounded by these just hammers of writers, right? Like, do you think that, that, maybe you like underappreciate some of the, some of the big hits or, or, or no, like maybe not. Right. Cause no. like, you know what, even when there's, there's a, you know, even when the songs that aren't hitting you, I am, I celebrate all my friends successes. Yeah. I, there's not one person that has got a hit on the radio that I'm not going good job to you. Yeah. I don't understand that part of people getting mad when other people have success. I have zero problem with that. Sure. I hope everybody's successful. I love that. Because just because it's it only makes the better, you know, it, it giving people what they want. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. To me, I I, I love it. Me, I celebrate the art of songwriting because I grew up with, like I said, the best of them. Yeah. So I, I get hit in the gut if you ask me what Dean Dillon's song was my favorite one that he wrote for George Strait. I would go to Nobody in His Right Mind. Ooh. Where other people would go to the chair. Yeah, I, I, I would go to the chair, but that's just because the chair right yeah. was Keith Whitley. And I would say that was, there's another one that both Keith Whitley and George Strait cut mm-hmm. called, uh, that's where I want to take our love and settle. Yeah. Down. That's my favorite 
That is one of my favorite songs of all time. The Me first too. time I listened to that song. So I, I like have moments, right? Like, like songwriting is really important for me. I, I should probably add this. I'm not musically talented in the slightest bit. Not at all. I can't write songs. That's can't awesome. play anything. Can't sing for shit in my car alone. Maybe. But besides that, no, the first time I heard that song, I think I almost cried and I'm not an emotional guy, but that song kills me. See, uh, one of my dad's other really good friends growing up was Hank Cochran. Yeah. So, and you know, he wrote make the world go away, Sure. but him and Dean wrote, that's where I want to take our love. And uh, they had asked me to sing. They were doing this show and they had asked me to sing two Hank songs and they had Booth, his daughter had asked that I sing, I fall to pieces. And I was like, okay, oh. I cannot believe I'm going to have to get up and sing. I fall to pieces in front yeah. of people. And <laughs> let me pick the second song. And I picked, that's where I want to take our love. Wow, man. That song's incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. It's so funny. Cause like, you know, like I think in today's, today's country music um, world, there are a lot of people, young people like me, right. That like, um, are really trying to get into the old stuff so that they can hack it with other people that think that they know what they're talking about. Ergo me, but I've been listening to this stuff for a long time at this point, right? Long time is very not long time for Northern New Jersey is what I'm getting at. Right. But um, when people ask me what my favorite Keith Whitley song is, or just in general, right? Like I love Keith's version of that. And when they ask, uh, that's my favorite song. And I almost always get, Oh yeah. I, I didn't expect that. Like they thought I was going to say like Miami or like, you know, like, like all, like all of those big songs that are just fantastic. Yeah. But for some reason that one does it for me. That whole record's incredible, but that you know, one. Was um, just... Have you listened to any of Dane's records? Yeah, of course. So the umbrella song isn't. Is yeah, it... yeah. 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 I was picking what Dane song when he sings it, that would be the one I like. That's, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Let's see what my, what my favorite is. I'm going to pull up my, uh, my catalog have you ever heard lunatic, called lunatic liar or the lord no i have not oh, really it's amazing okay i'll have to check it out yeah. i love i love dean and pretty much everything he's ever done so yeah. um i uh I cut that and i'm not sure who it was uh but dean singing it is just like it just slays you yeah that's that's amazing. Like so 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 what do you like what what stories go along with that, right? Like you've been around Dean your whole life, who's like this like Dean Dillon is like this this mega star, right? Like and if you're involved in country music, like you almost don't know. Like if you don't know who that is, then right. Then your 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 cred is like basically in the trash, right? Like it's like just get it out of here. So but like you know, like you mentioned hearing some of the first songs that 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 he has written and, and then eventually you know went to be cut by whoever else or himself but um like what are some of these stories that involve your childhood and 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 music like Vern being in your living room is insane but i mean there's got to be a hundred more um, he was at my house three or four times a day a week. see that's just insane either one of his wives cooked and my mother was a uh, she still is is a great cook yeah and so he would come eat at our house three or four times a week. So he was always there. Just like <laughs> down the street. We lived in Kingston Springs, Tennessee, which is a little small town. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, it's funny because next week we're getting inducted into the Cheatham County Hall of Fame. Me and wow. my dad Congratulations. with Overstreet. Overstreet lives out there too. What? Yeah. I got you don't have any friends I have that'll listen to this right now and just be like, this is just ridiculous. It's just <laughs> like 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 I like I have friends that write songs in Nashville that are mega fans of every name that you've said, 
like heroes. I'm talking like these guys are their heroes. And um, well, you know what's funny is I'm mega fans of them too. I I, mean, I bet right like that that's got to be the coolest thing, right? It's like to be able to say like. I hated so growing up. I hate, did you really? I, I was going to ask you that. Did you really? I did not. Just because in my mind, it took dad away from home. Yeah. And and because he was, and it, it, you know, and my older sister, she could tell it better than me because I was busy. I played softball, volleyball, basketball. Um, I was a cheerleader. I, you know, I was in the band. I was drum major in the band my senior year. You know, it's like I was involved with school and very, very into my friends. Melanie, my younger sister, was all up in the music. She wanted to sing from the beginning. Yeah. And my older sister, Michelle, she, my dad is a recovering alcoholic. He's been sober for 34 years. Wow. He quit drinking two weeks after Whitley died. And we just had a talk about it recently. And I asked him what changed his mind. And he said, Skaggs at, wow. at uh, he was at the, at the funeral. He got up and spoke at Whitley's funeral. And he said, he broke all the way down saying, if you are like Keith, if you're in that place, find one of us, we will help you get out of it. Yeah. And dad said it just spoke to him and he quit cold Turkey and uh, about a month. Yeah, just in, like that. Cool. Yeah. Wow. And so, so my whole childhood, I was 19 when he stopped drinking. And so yeah. he was always gone away from us. And, but for me, he was funny as hell. I mean, he'd come home and he'd watch Saturday night live and he was funny. Yeah. And, uh, but my older sister witnessed what it, you know, how sad it made my mom. Yeah. So, you know, she had those feelings. I didn't have those, but I did not want to be a country. It was always all that was ever being sung around the house. And, um, I was in a little band called pink diamonds where we were playing rock and roll music, you know? And, um, but I was a pop junkie. Lionel Richie is like the sure. dude for me. Sure. And, uh, Chicago, Air Supply, and and you can hear them in my song. Gee, yeah, if totally. you listen to the words, you can hear them because that's what I that's what I came from. Yeah. But I was getting ready for school one day, and I was in the bathroom, and I heard this singing coming from the Ralph Emery show in the living room, and it was Mama would always turn on Ralph Emery in the morning, and I heard these people singing, and I walked into the living room, and I sat on the edge of the couch, and I watched these two girls sing on there and they were called the soap sisters okay and uh just i was captivated and it was winona and naomi judd oh my wow yeah that'll do it that's what made me want to listen to country music wow really i mean because i grew i mean i was in the middle of it i liked who i yeah. heard i loved hearing burn sing but i wanted yeah. them to shut up they were in there in the living room but it, and it also like at that time right like it's it's like you say you're fans of these guys but like also, they're just your dad's friends at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, if my, my dad's friends came in and started singing, I tell them to shut up too, and they're not good, right? Or, yeah. or, you know what I mean? Like, like they're they're not Vern, right? So like, so like, I I get it because like to you, there was really no difference. It wasn't no. like, and I didn't like, realize like Buddy Cannon and Vern Gosling. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't that. I mean, we were poor as shit. You know, my mom's working three jobs. Yeah, dad's just starting in the. I mean, it's like. All of them were just That's getting true too, yeah. into it. Yeah, it's not yeah. like that. They were they weren't they weren't established at that point either. So no, it's I mean, like, my dad's in his thirties. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, and so yeah. that that makes sense then. Then then from that perspective, like I get it because it, it's not like it's not like you were in high school and you had all this stuff because your dad was like this cool person because he wasn't there yet, right? Like, it, no. like it, it didn't take for a few years after that until that started happening. 
So like, I understand it. Like, and, and that's, that's a really interesting perspective because, because I'm sure that there's a lot of, uh, you know, kids out there that have parents in the industry and in whatever industry. Right. And, and they oh, don't want to be in the I rode home from Dallas one time on the, I was eight and rode home on the bus with Mel Tillis. I didn't yeah. know I was riding on a bus with Mel Tillis. Sure. <laughs> Well, well, you I don't. Knew, yeah, I didn't know what Mel was. So, like, so, 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 for you, right? Like, you didn't um, want to be involved necessarily, but for your sister, like, does your sister remember all those things and like realize oh, who that was? Oh, absolutely! Wow, that's crazy. She started her first record. She sang on with Sammy's. Yeah, that's the same one I got my first cut on. Was the sure. first record? That's cool. That's cool. And uh, um, golly, was that right? Which record is that on? No. Melanie sang on Sammy's first record. Same place. I don't even know which record it's on. Same same place. Same place is on um now I gotta look. Because I would have been 26, I think. Same place is on politics. Yeah, politics. I'll do that. See, I did 96. That was dad, the last one daddy did. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't remember if it was politics or haunted. But yeah. Um, so Melanie sang on the first record. She, I think she was 15. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so you guys are like opposites in this, in this, in this way. Right. Cause like yeah. you were so involved, like you just want, you were just a normal kid, right? Like you didn't care. Didn't matter to you, but your sister is probably idolizing all of these people that are coming in and out of your revolving door of a house, Oh my gosh! Yes. whether they be the biggest thing ever or not. She just knew they were good. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And see, she's saying she's one of the best harmony singers in this town. Yeah. And I, I will say hands down, put her against anybody. Um, but she played saxophone in the band. And when we would have tryouts for chairs, I would have to teach her her music wow. because she couldn't read music. I can read music, but she can't, but she can sing circles around me. Wow. Why is that? Why can't people read music? That's something I've always wanted to know. Cause my uncle plays guitar. Not like he plays guitar for fun. He's, he's, he's a good singer. He's got a good voice, but he doesn't know how to read music at all. I have no idea because I just, I could do it. I, you know, I started doing it with, and I, I, uh, I remember the first year I, played clarinet in fifth grade in sixth grade um my band director told my mom he she needed to buy me a better clarinet wow. because i was playing a you know a plastic art league clarinet yeah and i was getting a, a wooden selmer clarinet and i remember my mom it was it cost a lot for her to buy me that clarinet and uh i would sit on the porch and play for hours i mean i played everything from uh barnum and bailey circus to um on <laughs> waltz to wasted time by the eagles yeah I, you know I loved to play anything and I'd sit out there on the porch and, and play it as much as I could. Yeah. That's so cool. I love it. I love the, I love the versatility that that comes from it. Right. Like, like I, as someone who's not musically talented, I think it's really cool. when when there are people that say like, Oh yeah, like I, I have like an influence from here and from here. And like, it, it all just kind of meshes. Cause then at the end of the day, you like, you hear it in the songs, right? Like, like you yeah. said, right. Like there's a lot of pop influence in, in your, in your um, songs and you hear it. You absolutely hear it. I mean, you know, yeah, my, as country as I am, because I am country. I mean, you yeah, can, of course. Everybody can tell that I'm country. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no getting around that, unfortunately. Even if you want to, I like, there's no country. way. I yeah. mean, Connie Smith, I could listen to her sing all day long. Sure. And, uh, all day. I just, we were just at the Opry and uh, uh, the Woodbox Heroes. I don't know if you've listened to Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Josh Martin is one of my, he's like my little brother. Whenever he comes cool. to town, he stays with my parents. No cool. joke. Really and, uh, cool. I mean, he's just he's like family to me and all of them are i just i love the whole band I love uh, but uh what was i fixing to say about josh i was fixing to say something about woodbox heroes 
I lost you're my train. You're at the Opry. Oh yeah, we went to see him at the Opry. They got a standing ovation, which was amazing anyway. But when I got there, I saw the list of who I was playing and I hadn't even paid attention. Craig was there, which was amazing. So I got to see Craig, but Connie was there. And I mean, I be, I said, where's Connie at? Cause I <laughs> love her. Like I absolutely love her so much. And I, I just beelined to where she was just so I could hug her. Sure. That's awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. I think that's so cool that you're so involved and that, 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 that you really love this, um, also this newer generation of country music and, and what that has to offer. I think it's really cool that, that you accept that and that you, uh, welcome yourself into that uh, realm of things. It's funny, Craig Morgan, right? Like, you know, you have a few cuts on that first album on that Craig Morgan record. Yeah. I want to talk about Craig. That's my favorite Craig Morgan album ever. I love that album from top to bottom. Funny enough, this can make me sound like the biggest fanboy in the world, but Craig wrote the book, right? Yeah. And I, weirdly enough, in Ridgewood, New Jersey, which is about five minutes down the road, 10 minutes down the road from where I live, uh, he was doing a book signing for the book. And I'm like, oh man, I gotta go. And I couldn't, I couldn't go. Right. But I, but I bought the book and I was just going to have it like sent to my house. Right. They were just going to send it to my house. And my girlfriend was like, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to go for you and I'm going to get it signed. And I'm like, sweet. So she goes, right. And I really, really wanted to go. And she was like, she was like, well, cause you know, Kristen loves music, but she doesn't listen to country music. Like I listen to country music. She really just listens to it when it's on in my car. And that's about it. Yeah. Um, which is fine. But so she wasn't like a Craig Morgan fan. Right. But she goes to this book signing and he signs the book to me. Right. And, and it's really cool. And it's this cool thing. And she goes, and then he just started talking to me. And then we were just having a conversation and I'm like, man, I don't really know this guy, but he's a really nice dude. And I like him yeah. a lot. And he seems to like, and they were just like talking at the, at the podium. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool because I have always been a really big fan of Craig and I've been a fan of everything he stands for and everything he's done and um, everything he continues to do. But um, I don't know. I think it's awesome that, that right. Cause you wrote, everything's a thing, right? Did I make that up? No, I no. wrote uh, everywhere. Everywhere I, I go, everywhere I go. Everywhere yeah. I go, right? And, and then uh, there was one other one. Back. I want us back. That's what it was. That's right. That's the first song that I, I think. Uh, that was the last song I wrote at Major Bob. I think that was the last song I turned in at Major Bob. Yeah, but it, it was like I wrote it with Daddy and Dean. Yeah, is 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 writing a song for a guy like Craig Morgan before Craig Morgan is Craig Morgan like like? Do you just like because his story is very interesting too? Obviously, it's not like a traditional like I'm I moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and went ahead and just like pursued music. Obviously, there was there was things that came before that that he did, but but like the best you just, he did before that was no me because we grew up together. Oh, do you really? All right, never mind. His brother Joey graduated. I said, forget that. That's insane. So how so how did you guys how did you guys cross paths? Uh, we, well, we, I, I mean, he used to break dance at our school dances. What? What? You got so many cool stories. This is yeah, like... I mean, seriously, we're two of the, the rare people that are actually grew up in this, you know, well, that's true, yeah. but, um, yeah, Craig, Craig danced and him and this uh, black guy, um, that went to school with us, Carl, they were salt and pepper before salt and pepper. They would wear black and white outfits, like one black shoe, one white shoe, one black glove, one white glove. And one of them wore black, all black, parachute pants, members only jacket, black shirt. And the other one was the, our white shirt. And the other one was the opposite. He wore white, white, black. Wow. And, and um, <laughs> they actually ended up winning. There's a place called 101st Airborne that was here. And, they won a dance, a break dancing contest at 101st Airborne, and they got to open for Weird Al. What? 
dancing. What? I, I swear, I swear if someone listens back to this and and they didn't know who you were, they'd be like, everything she's saying is just just, just a total lie. There's just no I lie. went out on the American Stories Tour with Craig and yeah. did shows with him. I went and did some shows with him. And I told them that he was a break dancer and the band started playing a song and he had to get up and break dance. And he ended up doing the worm on stage. And that next day he's like, don't do that again. My body hurts everywhere. You're in here first, Craig Morgan, break dancer. Wow. Break dancer turned well, into- If you watch him, you can see he can't be still. He yeah, he's to- always moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wants to dance. Wow. <laughs> see, that's not something I would have known. It's a star podcast, man. I'm telling you. He's doing the snake sometimes, and, and it's like, yeah. Wow. Well, when he sings, he does. He like moves his entire body. He doesn't just like stand still. And he's like, I call, head I call him hamster. I get because he's like on a hamster wheel all the time. He he's like zooms around and like, and then he runs on the hamster wheel for a minute, and then he jumps off and does something else. That's ridiculous. Wow. So do you hear that voice like as you get older and you're like, oh my God, like that's, and the fact that he didn't go into music right away, like it was Well, that, you know was what, I, w- I had started writing songs and um, when he came back, yeah, he called me up and asked me if I would write with him. And I was like, absolutely. I mean, cause I loved yeah. him. Sure. And, and, you know, and just w- growing up, we were, you know, we were friends because we knew each other. And I mean, yeah. I was friends with Joey and Pebbles, his sister and Gina, his younger sister is the same age as Melanie. I think she might be a year older. She's either a year, year older or the same age, I think. Um, but I mean, he has three other siblings and we all went to school together. Yeah. And um, so when he called me and, you know, at that point we're both grownups. Yeah. And uh, so our relationship was different and I just, I absolutely uh, adore him. That's awesome. That's, so That's cool. why we just did this show this past weekend. Yeah. When they asked him to do it, he asked that Shane and I open the show for him, which wow. was a- That's so cool. I, I, I hope I get to see him. Um, I probably have to leave the tri-state area to see him but and that's totally cool but i hope i get to see him live and and just get to hear him uh you know play once because i think i'll tell you what kyle i just i was talking to erica at the bluebird we're yeah. gonna be doing the bluebird show me and him and no Phil plays guitar for him and my dad so when we do when we get a day i'll let you know and if you can come you can be my guest i'm in i'm in that's it let me know i'm there I'll, what, I'll drop everything. I will go because Bluebird. I've never been to the Bluebird either. Isn't that crazy? I've oh yeah, no. You Bluebird. for sure need to come. You need to come when he's playing with me. Okay, so let me see. let me know. I'm there. I promise. I'll first flight out. I'm there. We were playing incredible. in there one time, and um, our friend Randy Hardison. He was one of the best drummers yeah, ever Randy. come to this town. Yeah. And uh, you know he got killed here in town, and um, we were playing the Bluebird one night though. And my niece, my mom had been showing. She's a real estate agent. She'd been showing Randy property. Mm-hmm. And my niece was five at the time and she had just fallen in love with Randy. I mean, she just, he was like her best friend. And uh, Craig was sitting, when you walk into the Bluebird, and you'll know this as soon as you go in, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. When you walk in, the chairs are in the middle on the front door. And when you, Craig was in the chair facing the front door. So um, he's sitting there looking and Randy's across from him. So um, Randy's looking at Craig. I'm sitting to the uh Craig's left and he says something and he goes says shit in his sentence whatever he says and Randy pipes up and Randy's one of the funniest humans ever and he pipes in and says Craig you can't say shit in front of the (laughs) K-I-D-S's and when he does Craig is taking a drink of water and turns around to his right and spits all over this woman (laughs) like he just chokes it and spits it out and he goes Oh Lord, I am so sorry. I hope you're not a reporter. 
Her husband was there doing a story on Chris. Oh, he no. He all over the, the guy's wife. It was. Oh, awful. no. Yes. It was oh, great. my God. Oh, my God. And she's That's... like, it's fine. Like, he seems like he seems like the most down to earth, earth, but goofy guy at the same time. Man, oh, my God. Cool. I love he it. Like this. <laughs> and it, <laughs> I mean, that's how he laughs. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's absolutely yeah. incredible. I love it. Now, let, let me ask, right? So, so uh, you've done all these things, right? Written all these songs. You've got hits. Um, you've written some of my favorite songs. Obviously, I mentioned that our, our church tune, um, Cleaning His Gun, Rodney Atkins. Another great song. Um, just songs on songs. You have all these stories, some of the coolest stories that I'm so glad when I get to go back and listen to this whole thing, I'm going to be like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, I love songs very much, huh? <laughs> I, I, we, well, we, we were just, we were just I, I think that's the beauty of it, right? Like, it's like, the, the, I think the beauty of it is like that we get to, that we get to just uh, share stories and, and get to know each other. And, and I also think that a lot of these stories is what makes up your music journey, right? And what, what, what allows you to, to, um, you know, propel your career and keep and keep it going and, and, and write all these great songs. I, I think that all these stories are a part of it, which is why I got into this, right? Like people yeah. always say all the time, this is a total side point. People say all the time, like, like, cause I, I, I during college, I got into radio a little bit and, 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 you know, one thing led to another and didn't work, didn't work out on my end. And, and they said, why a podcast? Like, what's the point? Like, especially for, for people who are um, a little bit older and they don't really understand. It's like, what's the point of a podcast? And I say, the point is just for me at least, and maybe I'm wrong, but for me, it's to have genuine conversation with genuine, right. right? You're a songwriter. You are a daughter. You're a wife. You're a mom, right? You're all of these things that make up who you are. Yeah. But yet, you if if you walk down the street, you're just a normal person like you or I, but you're a hell of a lot cooler because I know you. <laughs> but but it's true. Like it's it's true, right? It's like you're just this person for your kids. You're just you're just their mom, right? Like. And that's the other thing I want to ask, actually. Your kids, yeah. like you you mentioned, right, that you didn't like country music growing up just because of what it what it personified in your household. Do your kids also not enjoy country music because because maybe it's on all the time? Not because like you're gone or anything, but like because it's on all the time. Remember, when, when we got ready to start, I told you I had to turn my phone off and tell my daughter not to call me. Yeah. I had gotten texts from her. She didn't get Zach Bryan tickets and she is pissed. Oh. And she said it was worse than Taylor Swift. Yeah. That's what I've been getting. That's, you know, I said there's messages popping up. That's what I've been seeing. She just said uh, they added a new show. That's the last one I just got. Wow. That's, hey, listen, he's, he's our commodity. I was able to get Taylor Swift tickets, actually. And that I was, was too. They, we got Taylor Swift. They got to go both. Uh, they were there in the rain when it rained. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so my were, uh, my girlfriend's a massive Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift fan. Massive. Yeah, um, both of kids are. Yeah, I, I went because she really wanted to go. Not that I don't, I respect Taylor's songwriting and everything. It's just, I don't know. It's just like not something I've fallen in love with, but I think that her show is incredible, right? Like I, uh, I, I think she, I'm glad I went. Yeah, she's a hell of a performer, but I love I, it. So, I've never seen somebody find their audience and just go for it. She yeah. did she, what she did. She found her audience and she knew exactly what they wanted and she's given it to them. It's fantastic. Album after album. After album. Everything, everything's a smash, right? Every single time. My favorite moment, one of my, I mean, it's one of my all-time favorite uh, music award moments. When she walked out on the stage with that banjo and sang me, oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, hell yeah, girl, tell them. Yeah, I love it. I love Stop it. Stop being mean to me. Just let me be. And, and see, that's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Don't knock somebody else's success. It, uh, celebrate them. Yeah, yeah. And at the, at the very least, right, if it's not your thing, then just don't comment. 
Just back no, up. But, it, but it's opening a door for somebody else. Yeah. Everything like, somebody does opens a door for somebody else. Yeah, I agree. I, and as, as, as a songwriter, right? Like you, you allow that, especially for yeah. these, for these young kids that you get to work with, right? Like you are allowing them to have success uh, and it's, you're exactly. opening that door. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. You, yeah, you, you know, the music stops. That's right. Right. Like, that's the other thing that I think is really cool is like, is like people say like, all like, like I told you in the beginning, right? Like I've been doing this consecutively for many, many weeks. Right. And you know, every once in a while I'll get a friend to say like, are you struggling on finding people to talk to? I'm like, no, man. And he goes, why not? I'm like, well, one, like I have a problem passion where I love this so much that it's just like, it's a revolving, right? Like it just, I, I always find new people and whether they're young artists themselves or just writers that I think are cool nonetheless. Um, but the other thing is that you're always going to have passionate people and it takes people like you to continue their passions. Right. Like there's probably some 19 year old girl that wants to move to Nashville to write, to write songs. She's like, Oh man, Marla's pretty cool. And she's pretty badass. Like I want to do that. Right. And you're inspiring people, whether, whether you like it or like, whether you want to admit it or not, you are inspiring people to continue and to start music careers and not give up. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. I do. So. Thanks. I, I just, I, I've been inspired from day one. So you ever want to quit? No, never. So once you started, that was it. Like, I mean, the thing about what we do is I can be carrying on a conversation with somebody yeah. and they'll say something that sparks an idea in my head. And I don't hear another word they say. And I was yeah. like, it's, I know it's rude, but it's like, I am go to my, in my brain, I'm in a different place because yeah. I'm already trying to figure out how you can weave that into a song. Yeah. And, um, and so I don't know how you turn that off. So because of that, did you ever have a moment where someone said something, whether you were writing with people or not, and you thought of a song title or maybe even just a line and like you, and it, filed out so easily that you knew it was going to be a hit. Like you knew that you had something. No, never. Wow. I never do. I, I, it's like, I, I doubt myself all the time. I doubt the songs. I don't doubt my ability. That's yeah. one thing. You know, and, and I, I, I've never been ner nervous about walking in a room with anybody Yeah. because in the one thing I am confident in is my ability to write a song because I love it so much. Right. I work really hard at it, you know, and, I, I will sit here and struggle with the line until it's as right as I can get it. Now, do I write shitty songs? Absolutely. Sure. There are some that are, there's one song that we were writing one time for Tim McGraw and it sounds like three Tim McGraw songs mushed together and it's terrible. <laughs> and it's like, so I don't try to write for somebody in particular. The only time that I've ever oh, written a song, like aiming at somebody, two times. One time was 10 Rounds with Jose Cuervo. Great song. Sweet. We wrote that wanting Garth Brooks to cut it. Wow. That and would be a good Garth Brooks cut. The first place that they, well, he, he did cut it. He, he, I mean, he cut it after Tracy did it. It became a whole thing. I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard the story of it, but it's- I don't know if I have. Um, it, I mean, it's a whole, it's a long story. So I won't get into it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you later. All right. It's a, it's a long story, but it's a funny story. And we actually wrote the song with him in mind, uh, sent it to him. He didn't, you know, we didn't hear anything back from him. Casey is playing the bluebird. Tracy's in the audience. Here's it. Ask Casey what's going on with the song. And Casey said nothing. He goes, I want to cut it. And Casey said, okay. Yeah. Tracy cuts the song. Garth calls the next day. 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> and 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 then ended up cutting it too because yeah. Trace put it out as his first single. It was the third single off that record. So he didn't put it out as the first single. Garth cut it. The label got wind of it, asked him to, to leave it alone. He said, okay, second single comes out. It was that Latin love song he put out that same yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> it, Garth went in and cut it again. This wow. time he cut it with a live mariachi band and he, he had called us. I ran into Garth in Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> and he's back at the milk <clears throat> and he's, uh, I, I'll see him and I'm like, hey, you know, and I've seen him at Major Bob because I was writing there. I'd see him sometimes yeah. and he's friends with Larry Bastion. He's friends with my dad. And um, and I write for Bob Dole, you know, his manager. Mm -hmm. So um, I've seen him and he never forgets anybody. So he says, hey, how are you? And I'm thinking, I, I'm good, you know, and I kind of just keep walking. So when I get to the front of the store, he's standing in line already. And he said, so how you been? I said, I'm good. You know, I'm like, I'm Marlon. He goes, Cannon, I know who you are, your buddy's daughter. Uh -huh. And I'm like, holy shit, Garth Brooks knows my name. You know, that's what, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and uh, so we stand there. He goes, man, that was a great song. I hate that I missed that. And I was like, yeah, you cheap since you ought to be me. You know, it's like, and uh, so, we, I mean, we talk in line and go on about our business. Well, he goes in and cuts our song again. And when he does, he calls me. And he's like, hey, Marla, Garth Brooks. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, I, whoever's calling, it's not funny. And he goes, seriously, it's Garth. And I was like, this isn't funny. And he goes, I saw you at Piggly Wiggly and I was like, yeah. And he goes, we've gone in and cut your song again. Thought you might want to come sing on it. So we got to go over to Jack's tracks and actually sing on the Garth. Wow. Version. Wow. And uh, in the process of doing that, Tracy had called Garth and said, this is going to be my single. Please back off. Yeah. And so Garth told us that day that the right thing would happen with the song. And sure enough, you know, mm -hmm. Tracy out and it, it, it happened. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. And it's in the band. So one of these days, maybe I'll get a Garth Brooks single on it. Yeah, which would be That's, nice because I mean they still play Tracy's version all the time, which is sure. yeah. I I think it's cool. And you know what's what's also really cool about that is like, is like that that song is kind of niche, and I think that it's really cool that that it, you know got up there so high, right? Like yeah. I also think that like that was pre uh early ish two thousands, like that like beach sound kind of. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I also think that it's really cool that that that, that song saw a lot of day in the way that it did and the way that it continues to do like people listen to that song all the time uh, you know i was listening to the other day i was out and was in the sun i turned it on right it's very easy to turn on it's a great song yeah. um but i love that that saw the light of day in probably before its time in my personal opinion i could be so wrong but in my opinion it was the first of its kind pretty yeah. much yeah it was you know the first of the before the chesneys came along and, yeah. and right wrote the the beach country right which is great and i think that's really cool that's an insane story I love it. You're just like, okay. you're just like messing with the milk, deciding if you're on 1% or 2% and there's Garth and you're like, mm, we Actually, both have this thought on our mind. The milk. I was just fixing to pass it by. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even need the milk. You already got your milk. You're good to go. You're going to go past by. You just want to see if you're going to say something at the end of the day. That's it. Oh. I love it. I love it. That's incredible. Marla, uh, I got to ask you one last thing here for, for anyone who's listening, who, who is an inspiring songwriter or an artist wants to move to town to do it or might already be there and just doesn't know how to do it. What's your, what's your advice, right? Especially for like, especially for like the young ladies that, that want to do it. Right. Like that's, that's a very intimidating thing too. Like the beginning of this episode, we talked about how it's a very male driven business. Yeah. Um, but there's a hell of a lot of talented women out there. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I, like so, I love Lainey. I, the, I just oh love my God. what she's doing. Uh, you know, I love I'm friends with Brandy Clark. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I actually just got, I got, um, they were nominated for uh, American Roots Performance of the Year yeah. with our song at the Grammys last year. So I, 
a lot of people have never even heard the song. It was Same Devil. And it, and it's that, that song. I, I wrote it in this room I'm sitting in right now. Oh, cool. And we didn't have a, when we wrote, we wrote two songs that day. It was me and Brandy Clark and Haley Witters. And love Haley. Um, yeah. And um, we had already written one song and started talking about this idea that I had for this song. And we sat here without picking up a guitar. Neither, neither one of them picked up their guitar. And we wrote with no music and yeah. just sat here and talked out that whole song. Oh, cool. And and put the brandy went home and put it to music wow and i mean we knew how we kind of wanted it to go but then it went from that brandy doing just a guitar thing i ended up cutting it on my cd with uh josh martin and uh then brandy cut it after that so it's like it evolved from us sitting in this room just talking it out to brandy's little guitar vocal to my enhanced guitar vocal to it being um, up for american roots Sure. And uh, um, I, it's like, don't be afraid to dream big with that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I never imagined in a million years that I'd be sitting here doing this for a living. <laughs> never. Which is telling you something because you've been around it for a long time. And I, my, think uh, I have to tell you one little more story. I know I talk too much, but no, please keep talking. Honestly, I got so much time. My grandmother um, got a Willie Nelson cut at 92. Okay. And she's Pentecostal, never had a cut, never had a song written before. She wrote poems and stuff like me. And um, my dad found some of them and, and asked her, he said, Mom, if you were going to sing this, how would you sing it? And so she sang it to him. My grandmother played piano and harmonica. I don't know if you've seen any videos of my dad, but you should look at their YouTube videos of him and my grandmother playing together. Uh, I've seen a bunch of videos. I don't know if I've seen those, but I've seen a bunch yeah, of them. She, she, uh, there's one, and I think it's um, Blessed Assurance, the one that blew up. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, actually, I think I have seen that. Okay. Um, but uh, when Mama Lynn got that cut, she sent me a, a video she of her. And she was like, Marla, I know you're so jealous of me. And uh, I was like, you suck, Mama Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're so jealous. Yeah, oh. that's what she said, because she had gotten a Willie Nelson cut. So yeah. I, when I got a cut, my cut on Willie and Merle, I called her back and rubbed it in her face. I was like, you know, Mom, well, you, I, got you got Willie Nelson, but I got Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard. <laughs> and Haggard. You can't, you can't, you got to let her hear it, right? We love her. We love her. Yeah. You let her hear oh, yes. I love it. That's fantastic. Oh my God. That's yeah. so amazing. I, 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 Daddy recorded her listening to her Willie Nelson song. Yeah. And she couldn't even hardly talk. She was so emotional about it. And she was in, in her chair and her feet, she was kicking her feet. She had on these little red house shoes. And they, it went viral. That video went viral and they had it on Good Morning America. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was on the Today Show, all that. And Heinz Ward was on there dancing with his feet like my grandmother. That's awesome. And they started calling. They called her from, you know, the TV shows wanted to interview her. And, and they, they would call in dad's office going, we want to talk to your mom. And he goes, she's not going to talk. <laughs> she didn't want any part of it. Uh, 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 yeah she, she, she's a, never driven a car wow okay she never drove she but she just got a she just got a cozy willie nelson cut yeah and she got a willie nelson cut she wrote by herself <laughs> she didn't have to try just she was just that good that's insane for for you i'd be like that's ridiculous that's yeah. just that's like all your hard work and and your grandma just pulls out willie yeah nelson. insane hey that's talent in that family i'll tell you that that's talent. Um, you guys, you guys, man, you, you know how to do it. You know, as as a as a um 
country music lover, as a music lover, as someone who who uh, tries to study this stuff the best way he can, um, to have you on here was an absolute joy to hear these stories, oh, to talk you, about man. your songs, and um, just to just to pick your brain and to to hear all the cool things you've you've done, you'll continue to do, and and uh, you know all that good stuff. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate it. I, I hope thank you'll you come so back. Much. Thank you for loving country music. I love this stuff to the core. It'll never stop. I'll promise you that. I, I, people think I'm nuts. People think I'm nuts, but that's okay. All the, all the great people. No one gets into the music industry and is sane. That's the way I look at it. That's exactly right. Everyone's a little nuts, right? Everyone's a little that's bit exactly nuts. Right. Everyone's a little bit nuts. Um, Marla, thanks so much. I, I hope we can do it again sometime. Um, I hope our pads cross in Tennessee or wherever they'll cross. And uh, we get to- well, They're going to cross at the Bluebird when I get the show. As soon as I get a date from Erica, I will be sending it your way. Please let me know. You know where to find me. You know yeah. where to find me. You just shoot me a text. That's it. Everybody, you can go follow Marla on Instagram. Uh, uh, yeah. Marla C. Goodman songs. And uh, you can stay up to date with all that good stuff. Show announcements. Um, all that stuff. Family stuff. Love the family stuff. Kids started school. That's cool. I love it. You can go follow all that stuff, all that good stuff. Go listen to Marla's music. Go listen to all her songs, um, you know, across the board, um, wherever you stream music. And uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. It's there. Share it with your friends and do all that good stuff. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. I'm Kyle Corbis. That's Marla Cannon Goodman. Everybody have a good day. Bye-bye now.